God's word that we will take a look at today for our study comes from John chapter 15, John chapter 15, and we'll be looking today especially at uh, uh, verses 9 through 17. If you want to follow along in your own Bibles, if you've got one of these blue and white ones, it's on page 876, 876. I've experienced, like all of us, my own successes, but mostly just a lot of failures in life. Uh, And I've experienced those failures so much that at seasons I can be very frustrated and angry and uh, depressed uh, about things. I think that's that's pretty normal. Uh, At one season I was experiencing so many failures I ran into a pastor, and uh, you know, he, we got into the talk of how you start out your time with a congregation, and he said, you know, the chief thing is that the congregation wants to know that you love them and that they can love you. The neat thing then with that experience was that he went on to, to just love me. He didn't lecture me about it. He, he loved me. He would write me notes, uh, little texts, and say, hey, I'm proud of you. Uh, He would say, I'm more proud of you than you are of yourself, which was good for those days where I felt really bad. Uh, He he would say, I love the growth I'm seeing in you. He'd just call me sometimes and to encourage me. When I called him and I had a problem, he didn't lecture me or try to fix me. He said, how about you tell me what you think you should do, and I'll just listen. I said, just listen? Nobody else in my life just listens. Everybody else wants to fix me. Uh, you know, it was amazing. He truly just loved me well. Uh, when, when we were together, he prayed for me. He hugged me. He would pray for me by name, out loud, something that you know, nobody else does. And, and, and he, when we had some money issues, they, they, his church supported us in, in some, going through some stuff. It was amazing. It was, I, I felt truly loved, and so I could write to him as a, in a card as I ended that phase of our relationship, you know, you have changed my life, thank you. That was what one man's love did, one person's love, amazing things. Easter is this great message of God's love for the whole world. God loves his world, not just so much that he would send his son, but that he wants to restore the world. He wants to put the world back together for us. And and Jesus is beginning that process. He's working that process, and he wants to work that process out through you. Uh, Today, then, he wants you and I to discover this great love, amazing love for ourselves, and then love that can really power into other people's lives. We're looking at John chapter 15 here, which is a section, I don't know if you've noticed, we've been working through it for the last few weeks. Even if we haven't studied it, we've been listening to it on the Sundays because it's part of the prayer that Jesus wants for you and I after he leaves this world. It's it's the stuff that he prays for before he leaves that he wants us to get after he leaves. Uh, And one of those things is today's topic. It's this amazing love. Now, if you listen to what the Apostle John writes in this section, I think you can discover pretty quickly uh, that he doesn't just say love is this great thing. We know that love's a great thing. What he tells us is love does great things for us. He writes it this way. He says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love 
if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. You catch this? You catch this? He doesn't just say love is a great thing. He says, my Father loved me, I love you, you remain in my love, and you do that by obeying or keeping my commands. And then he puts it another way in the end. He says, and you will bear fruit. You see that? He, he, he says, love, love can drive you to doing something in your life. Love can drive you to, to doing great things. I want you and I to, to re- rediscover, right? To, to rediscover this ancient wisdom of love. I want to get this ancient wisdom of love, because I look at so many uh, people and I see their, their lives missing love, and I, I wonder how much is lacking from their lives. You know, the Bible says this in more than just this place. It says this a couple of times, how much love does for you. The Bible, for example, it says, we love because he first loved us. That's one of the, the, the great commands uh, from, the great statements from John. John is, is saying, love, somebody else's love drives your love, right? It changes what you do. Or Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. So we don't just love because, we don't just obey other people or do things because we love them. We actually obey and we do things in life because somebody else loves us. And you can see this as soon as you meet somebody, as soon as you see somebody who doesn't have love in their life that person will shut down. Now, I think about a story of, of a young girl named Alex. She was a, an 11-year-old girl, uh, and she said she, she felt empty, she felt miserable, she was never content or connected to other people, she felt shame, uh, she felt like she was embarrassed, and she, she transferred, she changed schools, constantly trying to fit in and, and feel better about herself. One day she came to her mom and she said, Mom, I don't feel unloved. I don't feel anything. I'm just numb. I'm just numb. What a sad thing to say, huh? She told her mom, I feel numb. And, and her mom didn't know what to do in the moment. Uh, and, but her mom said, okay, I'm just going to wrap you in my arms. I'm going to wrap you in a hug and, and give you a kiss. Alex, Alex said a hug and a kiss was the only thing that came in that moment, but that was precisely what she needed to start the journey forward. And the rest of the story tells how Alex slowly started to come back to life. She started to feel things and to express love to other people. You know, you and I, we, we know actually through research now, we know that love is in actuality the most important thing for human survival. Not because love is what pushes us to procreate or to mate. You can actually do that without love, and we, we see lots of that. No, love is the thing that makes us feel safe in life so that we can handle the ups and the downs, the, the strength of an emotional attachment, of a connection with somebody else that we would call love is what gives us the safe haven to tolerate the storms of life so we can get back to, to doing things. You and I, we can't do anything without that a connection called 
love. You know, so I would want you to know that I, I love you. I do. I love you with a, a pastor's love. I hope that's not too awkward. I told somebody that the other day. I was like, hey man, I love you. And they were like, yeah, yeah, I really love you too. And I was like, whoa, that's too serious. Don't go like that serious about it. I mean, I am serious about my love for you, but don't make it awkward, okay? I, but I, I want to love, love you with a pastor's love. I want to hug you and shake your hand, and I want to say I'm proud of you. I, I'm, I am proud of you. I'm worried about you. I'm concerned for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm, I'm hopeful with you. All those things. I love you. Uh, and if I don't get to tell you that or show you that sometimes, I apologize. I'm, I'm as inconsistent as the next guy. I know sometimes I'm probably really passionate about my love for you, and other times I'm too withdrawn, and that's my problem. I do love you with a, a pastor's love. That's not to compete with mom's love. Mom, your love is amazing, and thank you for, for your amazing love, especially also those of you who who wish you were moms and you've had the heartbreak or the heartache where you, you can't be anymore. Thank you for your amazing love. My, my wife, I was, I was planting, you know, I, I was, saw just how amazing mom's love is the other day. I was cleaning up the flower beds in front of our house for my, for my wife. You can finally go and look at them. They look presentable again if you'd like to see them. Um, cleaning those up the other day, and I went in and said, what do you want them to look like? You know, what do you want out there? And she says, I don't know. What do you think they should do? And I said, no, 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 don't, don't do that to me. This is an act of love for you. I don't care what they look like. If it was mine, I would till them under, and I'd plant grass seed and just mow them and call them good. You know, <laughs> this is an act of love completely, so you can't ask me what you want them to look like. And she said, oh, you mean it's an act of love, like what I do for you every day around this house, everything, all the time? Or, you know, that is, that is the mother's love, and thank you for that. It's, it's an incredible love. But there's, there's a love that is so much more amazing and a far greater love that we get to see in this lesson today. And it's the love that Jesus says, I, have, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. It's a friendship love. Jesus puts it this way. He says, instead, I have called you friends. For everything I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. Jesus says, can't you see that I'm the ultimate friend because I've laid down my life for you? Now you're, you might be thinking, well, wait a second. How big, of, how big of a deal is that? You know, a lot of friends lay down their lives for other friends. I mean, history is riddled with stories of men who, who gave up their lives for their fellow soldiers or of individuals who, who work themselves to the bone in government offices to serve their, their constituents. How much, how much of a big deal really is it to say Jesus has, has given up your, his life? You know, but you and I, can we really give up? I can only give up a few years of my life in reality. I can only give you, if I, even if I commit to, to giving, to laying down my life for you, I, I can only lay down a few years of my life in the end. In, in the end, my life is forfeit. The Bible says that, that death is an executioner. It's coming for all of us. The wages of sin is death. Every one of us will die. You and I, we don't actually have a, a life to lay down. Our life is not ours. Sin has already laid claim to it. It, it can't take anything from us. Jesus comes along as the only guy who ever lived a completely good and right and perfect life He's the, actually the only guy who can come along and say, I laid down my life. 
Nothing demands it from me. Jesus is under no obligation to give up his life. And yet as the perfect friend, the really good friend, he's the only one who can say, I lay it down for you. I will give my life for you. I will be a substitute in your place. I will pay the price. I will give the sacrifice so that you can actually have a life. You know, every one of us, even if we said, I love you with my utmost, we're only giving up a few years of your life if you lay it down. Jesus is the one who is actually laying down his whole life because nothing could ever take it from him. And that's, that's the secret. That's, that's the secret of the friendship with him. You know, you know you're a good friend with somebody, don't you, when, when they tell you their secrets? That's how you know you're good friends with people, huh? When you're sitting on the back porch on a, on a Saturday afternoon drinking a cold one and, and they tell you all their big secrets in life. That's how you know you're not servants anymore. You're not a, in a professional relationship. If you and I were just in a professional relationship, it's one where we just do what Jesus says and we never ask any questions and we don't know anything about him. But Jesus says, you're friends and, and we know him intimately. We're close to him like that. He's close to us like that. He t- tells us our, his secrets. And, and, and if, if you don't get this, right, if you, you'll never know the secret. You'll never be the true friend. That he is the ultimate friend because he lays down his life. You know, and, and when you get that, you think, how do you respond when friends tell you secrets? If you have a friend over on Saturday afternoon and they tell you the secret, they say, this is the big secret of my life. You don't say, oh, that's a nice thing. Well, yeah, thanks for telling me that. Let's go have a beer and play some cards. Right? You, don't, you don't say that to them, do you? You don't say, oh, yeah, you know, the game is much more interesting. We should just get back to watching the Michigan-Michigan State game. What do you say? You say, thanks for telling me that. Thank you for trusting me with your big secret. Thank you for treating me like your closest and dearest friend, and I will hold on to this secret. And then, then the next day you go and you tell your spouse, hey, it was really nice to have those people over. They're good friends, aren't they? And, and then Monday you pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, you should come over again on Friday because we really enjoyed having you over, and you're going to be a good friend in my life. And, and then every day that week, you, you get up and you look forward to seeing them again on Friday because you had such a great time with them on Saturday and they were such, they're such good friends. They're becoming great friends. That's what a good friend does, right? The love of a friend to tell you that secret, it drives your life. And Jesus is the ultimate friend who has told you the greatest secret in the world that he has laid down your, his life for you. That love, more than anything else, can power your life. Let's pray for that. Lord, this is the great secret of life, that you would lay down your life for us. Thanks for making us friends. Thank you for for telling us this so that we can have a treasured and a precious relationship with you. Let this love that you have shared with us drive us to great things in our lives. Great things for the people around us that we love so dearly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.